Okay, we are beginning the famous Mimer, Shayurish Mitzvah Satrila. You can find it on page Kuf Ta Tes Vav in Derech Mitzvah Um A little background to this Mimer. This is a very, very famous Mimer. Um, as you know, this was written by the Tzemachsedek. But as you might not know, this was written by the Tzemachsedek way, way, way before he became a Rebbe. Okay, this mimer, um, there's a famous story that we know that the, the Samuel Sedek married his first cousin, right? Samuel Sedek, as everyone knows, is the son of Rebetz and Devorleah, who we are always talking about, right? Who went on Messiris Nefesh and died instead of her father. And then you have, before she passed away, she asked her father, the Alter Rebbe, to take care of her son, her only son. And he raised him. And uh, there's actually a famous story that um, the Rebbe wanted the Tzemachsedek to marry his son's daughter, right? So the Mitla Rebbe's daughter, who later became Rebbe Tzinchaya Mushka, right? This is, um, and he called the, the Mitla Rebbe into his office, into the Rebbe's office, and he told him about that he thinks that it would be a good idea for the Tzemachsedek to marry his daughter, Rebbe Tzinchaya Mushka. And the Midler Rebbe at first was not so excited because the Samosetic was like, he was playing outside and whatever, and you know, he's not. Uh, so the Alter Rebbe called him in. He was a kid. I mean, he was not a kid, but whatever. Uh, you know, Kaviachal, right? So he called him in, and he came in right away, of course, and he told him, I want you to learn this page of Gemara, and, you know, Gemara Ashitaisis by heart, and come back in, like, whatever it was, a half hour, 40 minutes, something like that. So about uh, 10 minutes later, the Midler Rebbe said, you see, look at him, he doesn't even listen to you. The Samosetic was outside uh, playing around with his friends. And so, uh, so the Alter Rebbe got up and he called him in and he came in again. And he said, you know, how could you not listen to me? I thought I told you that you should learn the Gemara, uh, you know, Gemara Ashitaisus Malpeh, right? So told him what, what I did do that but it was only 10 minutes he said so then he tested him and of course he knew the whole thing Gemara Rashi Taisus the whole page Balpeh you know in 10 minutes or something like that and so uh, the Midler Rebbe like saw that like, it's all a story that the Alter Rebbe took him by, with a stick and he tapped him on his shoulder or something like that and he said he always wishes that he would have tapped him another couple of times because each time he tapped him like his brain expanded tremendously or whatever anyway the story goes that the Alter Rebbe asked his granddaughter, Rebbe Tzinchaya Mushka, to please bring uh, some of the writings. He had heard about the, the those writings of Samosetic. This is, I mean, they, they were teenagers, literally. And um, and so she did. She brought this mimer. And when the Alter Rebbe saw this mimer, he called in a few of the top chasidim, and he made a bracha she'achiyanu. But what happened was that that uh, Samuel Sedek found out about it, that the, his wife had taken the, his writings. He got very, very upset with her to the point that it caused major Shalom bias problems. And the only way that uh, it was able to be uh, worked out is that the Alter Rebbe actually um, wound up setting up a whole new Seder of learning with the Samuel Sedek and whatever, but it finally worked out. <laughs> anyway, that's a little background to this. This, this is an encyclopedia of Chasvedis. 
It's a quite a long mimer. Um, I think it's like 50 pages or something like that. And, um, and it goes through uh, many different topics uh, of, of Hasidus. It's actually 64 pages okay, in this book. Uh, it goes through many different topics. And um, it starts off, as in all the Maimarim of Derech Mitzvah it always brings the Nigla part first, then it brings Kabbalah, and then it goes into Hasidus. That's the way the order of all the Maimarim are. Okay, so let's start. Shurish Mitzvah Setfila. Everyone sees it? Everyone's got it? Um, doesn't, didn't you order it? Weren't you in charge of the ordering, Herschel? Nobody responded to me. So you didn't order one for yourself either? I figured that... I also here, here, you said, here. Sean Leib was going to grab them from... Paris. Ah, it's Sean Leib's fault. I got it. Yeah, with the Muncie. Uh, with the Muncie. I was in Delaware. So that's why we're going to my fault. It was your fault. I put it more early. It was my fault. It's your fault, too. <laughs> All right, here we go. Mitzvah Zatvila. B'Shayurish Mitzvah Zatvila. Yesh machleikis ben hapoiskim im hu mitzvah ase medaraisa o medarabanan. Okay, so bichlal... There is a machlekes whether davening is a, a davening the way we know it is a mitzvah of the Torah or mitzvah of the rabbanon. Kamosha huva b'sefer achinuch mitzvahs tov lamid gimel. So bichlal he goes in the order of the chinuch, right? The chinuch is one of the uh, codifiers of of the uh, of the mitzvahs, right? And it goes in number going up to six hundred and thirteen. So it says like this, So there are different, what he calls the mitzvahs means that they count the mitzvahs. There are a number of different books that are like this, that count, that actually count through the mitzvahs. And they say like, okay, this Pasuk is dealing with this mitzvah, this Pasuk. In other words, we always hear that there are 613 mitzvahs, but what exactly are the exact 613 mitzvahs? So the majority of the Ones that count the mitzvahs, like the smak, which means the sefer, mitzvahs cotton, barashbats, the cane, um, the, um, the ramban, the chinochsham, the, 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 the ramban also brings it. Halu the tefillah b'chol yom, the tefillah every single day, b'hanusach ha-tefillah hu mitzvah derabbanan. In other words, the concept of davening every single day, and specifically with the wording that we use in our davening, Right? Is Davka a Rabbanan? No, 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 this is, this is, one second, one second. Ach, however, Midaraisa hu mitzvah she is pal. In other words, everyone says that the davening, davening is a, obviously a deraisa. The question is, what does davening mean? Okay? So the majority of the Moineha mitzvahs will tell you that the davening, the way we have it set up today, Shachris, Min, Chamarev, the Nusak of, of our Shemona Esrei, all these things, right? This is all the Rabbana. So what's the Deraisa then? Ahmed Deraisa, who a mitzvah, she is Ha'adam. However, from the Torah, it's a mitzvah that a person should daven. And a person should make a request from time to time. Asher Yitzarech. That anything that he needs, from something of all the things. In other words, in a time of trouble or anything like that. In other words, whenever a person needs something, who does he turn to? He turns to God. That's it. That's, that's the mitzvah of davening. You need, uh, God forbid, a Yeshua, you call God. You need a Coca-Cola, you call God. 
You need anything, you need to call God. That's what you need. That's, that's the idea. Right? Anytime you need anything, you call God. Right? As he mitzvahs asim deraisa, this is the mitzvahs asim deraisa, shitsiva nu Hashem yizbarach bezeh, that Hashem commanded us in this. Shiva kesha adam zeh, that Hashem, right, that, um, that, the, that the person is requesting this. Mimenu yizbarach, levad shiyoshiu, right, right, al zeh. Right, in other words, that, that the bottom line is that he should be helped in whatever way that he is requesting, right, whatever he needs, right? So what are we saying here? In other words, the point is, is that when we dive in Shemona Esrei, right, that whole Shemona Esrei is set up from the Rabbanah. That's not a deraisa, according to this. What's the deraisa? The deraisa is, you need something to happen. If you need something to happen, there's only one address. What's the address? God. God's the address. There's nothing else. That's the point here. So that would be then the deraisa, according to according to what we're saying. Yes, vezehu misharshe amuna. This is one of the concepts of the concept of emuna. Vehu lefisha ayedeze yada biyavin, and through this, a person will know and he'll come to understand. Shashem is barachu levado hamanhig. That Hashem is the only manhig. He's the one that's man, what's manhig mean. He's like driving the bus. He's the, he's, the, he's, the, he's the driver. He's the bus driver. There's no other bus driver. Leave it in his hands. When you go on a bus, you're not saying to the bus driver, no, you know, I think you should make a right over here or a left over here. Or when you go on a plane, you don't tell the pilot, well, let me give you a few tips. You know, I don't think you should use that steering wheel. The steering wheel, you can do it better with your feet. You know what? I'm, no, you, you recognize you get on a plane and you have total trust that the pilot knows what he's doing. Absolute immuna in the pilot. That's it. You have no, you have no idea what, what, who he is. You never met him before. You never saw his face. You don't know. You didn't, you know, with a, with a doctor, you always, you know, you look into, you know, where they go to school, right? What, you know, what type of training did they have? Where did they do their residency? You know, all these things. With a pilot, you have no idea. Was he in the navy? Was he in the army? Was he in the air force? Was he just a civilian? Was it like where did he come from? It doesn't. You don't know anything about it. You trust that United Airlines is going to hire someone that knows what he's doing. And hopefully he didn't go to the bar before, before, uh, for happy hour before the flight. Right? That's the point. Right? He's the driver. And you trust him implicitly. So here is the same idea. He is alone. He is the one that's driving. He's conducting the whole world. His world. And he is mashkiach. What's the word mashkiach mean? He's like the mashkiach, like the like uh, you know the guy that that gives the guys a knas if they're late, right? In other words, he's he's the one that's taking care of every little detail of every prat in the whole creation. That's him. Because he alone has the capability of saving me. And that's it. That's the idea. Recognizing that he is the driver, he is the man, he, he is the one that, he is the mashkiach, he is the only one in charge around here. No one else has anything to say. And therefore, if I need anything, who do I go to? One-stop shopping. That's it. One-stop shopping. There's an abishter, and that's the only one that you go to. And not that it's a, a bad thing. That is the mitzvah. The mitzvah the rai says, if I need something, I ask Hashem. That's it. There's no one else that could help. 
Kabish? Kabish? Kamashikasuv Arambam, the parish of Mishnais with Sanhedrin. In the parish of Mishnais on the Sun in the in Mesach the Sanhedrin, Mishnah's call Yisrael Yeshlam Khalikle Ailam Haba. Hulu over there. Be ikra chamishi minayud gimel ikrim shalo ayin sham. Right, that this is the fifth of the thirteen principles of faith. You know, everything. You know the thirteen principles. Right, anyone that grew up in Ashkenaz shul, right, that we all would sing that, right, right, Friday night, right. You, never, you didn't grow up in Ashkenaz shul. No one didn't grow up in Ashkenaz shul. Okay, so, <laughs> right. Oh, true, true Makushar, Baruch Hashem. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so the idea is this is the fifth, the fifth principle of faith, right? That this is the, he's the only, he's the only source. He's the address. There's no one else. And therefore, if you need anything, that is the mitzvah, the raisa. The mitzvah, the raisa is you ask him. That's it. Baal Pashut, who she mitzvah satfila enum yuched is daika. So it's very clear that davening is not set aside only for those people that are very close to Hashem, those people that are, so to speak, standing right in front of Hashem, like the tzaddikim and people like that. In other words, you could think, well, you know, if you have a, this is, these are the guys, you know, it's for them. But what about little old me? Little old me, nah, what do you expect? You know, come on, no. Anyone, we're talking about anyone. The more, the smallest person in the entire world, the biggest person in the entire world, the medium medium person in the entire world, the biggest Sadiq, the biggest Russia, whoever it is. It's him. Anyone that requires a Bakasha. The the mitzvah, the positive commandment is, who do you ask? You ask God. That's the mitzvah. That's what we're talking about. And sometimes he will receive, he will take on that request. And he will fulfill the request. And sometimes he won't. That's his choice. It's not my decision. I have to do what I have to do. He has to do what he has to do. <laughs> but the point is, is that it's my job to ask. That's my job. That's where I run. That's my goal. Good? Everyone's with me? Okay. So he gives a mushal for us. What's the mushal? That acronym, Beis Vav, is Basar Vadam. Like a person that gives in a request to a king, a physical king. That any person is able, something is a little bit beyond our uh, scope because we don't really have the concept of a king. No one would ever ask, like, you know, have the possibility to go and ask the president, you know, for this or that, whatever. He's too beyond. But apparently in those days, the king was available. Right? And anyone that wants to, right, Limsar Lo Bakasha is able to, wants to ask him Bakasha, even the most Pasha uh, people, most simple people, right, uh, you know, and it's possible that the king will fulfill his request. Right? Anyone, like we always have in the stories of the, you know, of the olden days, like the poor, you know, person that comes to the king and begs him, you know, for this, right? 
כי מטבע הטוי והחסד של המלך לשמוע דייקה אל השוואלי. And the truth is very often that it's דווקא the poor person, it's דווקא the little guy that the king will listen to. Right? That because the king, right, he has a certain, he has a certain uh, trace of goodness, of chesed, right, to listen daiket, listen specifically to the person who is, uh, you know, run down or whatever. That's, that's, you know, that's part of the story. And it has nothing to do, there's no connection between this and someone who's close to him and far away. In other words, he's not more likely to listen to the minister than the, than the, than the poor person. The king is the king. He decides. However, there is, in general, there is, however, a time where sometimes it is more appropriate that the tzaddik or the minister or whatever will be the one asking. When? When it's a, when it's a, a, a general request of the people, of, for the whole Jewish people. When it's a general request for the whole Jewish people, so then a tzaddik may weigh in more than, than me. That's the idea. There are times, right, that we're requesting something for the whole Jewish people, and, and in those times the tzaddik has, has more, of a, more of a chance, so to speak. But not the individual needs of a person. The individual needs of a person, that's, uh, that's anyone can ask. Anyone can, should and could, and that's what it's supposed to happen. Good? But come on, who is Barach, but... So this is the same idea with davening. With regards to davening to him and asking, requesting from who that we should listen, right? That he should listen to the davening of all of our mouths. That's it. Good. Baiter. Now is nigla. Here comes Kabbalah. Let's do a little bit more. Okay. What? Certain places, yes. Certain places, no. It says like this. Because. Well, you know, it might be scary for people from Ireland. We don't want to scare Irish people in the beginning hey. or the early morning. Hey. So in order to understand a drop of the concept of davening, you do a b'priyetzchayim. So it's known in the priyetzchayim. What's the priyetzchayim? The priyetzchayim is a book, right, of one of the, one of the books of Reb Chaim Vital, right, of his writings on the Arizal. Right, basically, the Encyclopedia of Kabbalah of the Creation is a book called the Eitzchayim. Then you have a book called the Pre Eitzchayim, which was a book that was found in Europe. Right, somehow it got its way went on its way to Europe, which is it takes out the explanations of the mitzvahs, the individual mitzvahs, and from the Eitz book of the Eitzchayim, and they made a book called the Pre Eitzchayim. Now, in the Arabic countries. Right, you had uh, a different book called Shar Kavanas, which is a lot of people feel like that's a little bit more um, like a clearer book, but it didn't really make its way up to Europe. So whenever you see um, Hasidus quoting, right, a book dealing with Kabbalah and the mitzvahs, they will call it, quote the Priyets Chaim, right. However, nowadays a lot of people would, would learn more the Shar Kavanas because now it's available to everyone. Okay, so this is the idea. It's basically the concept of the Shmona Sha'arim, the eight gateways, right, which are books that were found more in the, the uh, you know, the Mediterranean area um, as compared. And there's a whole story of how these books were written and everything like that and who wrote them. And there's a whole story that 
that uh, right, Rebbeim Vital was buried with his writings, and then they did a a, 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 a what you call it a request uh, that you do any dreams, and they were they, they allowed to go back into the grave in order to bring out the writings, and then they were allowed to, and then they had to put them all together, and it was like a whole you know. It's just like, if you can imagine, you know, it's all these writings, but it was like it needed to be like ordered and Masuda. It's a fascinating story. Maybe I'll give a share once about how that happened. It's, I think it's a fascinating topic, but now is not the time. Anyway, the bottom line is, There's a difference between Krishma and Tefillah. So he says like this. Let's just learn this line and then we'll stop. Krishma nasa yichud Okay, what are we talking about here? Bechlau, we know that there are concepts that we learn in Tanya, that there are ten spheros, right, in Atsilus and in all of the worlds, right? And our ten kaichos, we call it kaichos when we talk about the soul, come directly from the ten spheros of Atsilus. Okay, these ten spheres are Chachma, Bina, Das, going all the way down to Malchus, right? We all know the ten spheres. Now, in the works of, of Kabbalah, very often, instead of speaking about specific spheres, what it talks about are, are what are known as partsufim. Partsuf means literally a face. And the way it is, is that it's broken up, the ten spheres are broken up into four parts. Right, corresponding to Chachma, right, which is known as Abba, Bina, which is known as Ema, right. Then you have Zo, which are the six Midos, right, otherwise known as Tiferes in certain books of Kabbalah. They'll call that Tiferes as opposed to Zo. And then you have Nukva, which is the idea of Malchus. So that's four, and that corresponds to the Yud K Vav K name. And we don't talk about the caster as much because it's like the coats, it's a spike on the, on the yud of, of that. Now, but, now each, each of these four partsufim could also be split up into four partsufim or ten spheros. Right? So you say, like, you could say Abba the Abba or Ema the Abba or Zo the Abba or Zunuk for the Abba. Okay? That's basically the idea. Now, Bichlal what we're going to say is that there are two major splits, that each one has a makabal and a mashpia, right? So you have Chachma going into Bina, which is Abba going into Ema, right? And then you have, that's one, mashpia is the Abba or Chachma, makabal is Bina, right, or Ema. Then you have the same idea, again, you have Zoh, which is a mashpia, and Nukva, which is a Makabo. Okay? So the same. You have two basic sets of these. Right? Is everyone following me? Yeah. Now, Chachma in general, as we've talked about many times, is the initial idea, the initial spark, the flash, right, of information that uh, Tainuk is connected to what we talked about in the last Mimer, right, in Samachbab, we talked about that. Like Pinimis Hachman, Pinimis, right? Is Pinimis Kesser, right? We talked about that. If you're learning, like let's say in a Gemara, right? When you look at the when you look at the at the at the Gemara, or you look at the Taisus the first time, right? You like you sort of get it, but you don't really get it, 
right? You have a certain pleasure that's exciting. You're like excited about it. Like you sort of get the question, you sort of get the answer, but you don't really have it. So that's like the chachma of it. But then when you bring it down into Bina, you have to bring it down to a level where you're going to break it into parts. So like I've given you the example before, like when we were kids, a lot of times kids will bring home a toy and the first thing that they're going to do with the toy is take the whole toy apart to figure out how it works, right? They got it. They had it. The toy was working before perfectly fine, but they didn't get it. By them breaking it down into details, all of a sudden they get it. Now, generally speaking, are you guys so far so good, right? Generally speaking, if you can imagine Einstein giving over a piece of information to, let's say, a ninth grader. So what needs to happen when Einstein gives over information to a ninth grader is he would have to essentially block 99% of the way he understands the information, or maybe 99.99999% of what he understands, and then he will be able to give over the 0.0001% of the information to the ninth grader in order that the ninth grader should be able to have it. Clear? That's usually the way it has to work in order for, otherwise, if he gives it the way he knows it, the ninth grader is just going to be blown out of the water. He has no idea what he's talking about. That's a general mashpia makabal situation. What? Generally speaking, it's a, there is a concept of Einaroch there. Obviously, there are different levels of Einaroch, right, that we're talking about. When we're talking about me giving it over to you, so it's much closer. You know, you're basically on the same level as me. I have a little bit more experience than you. But when you're talking about Einstein, the way he understands something, or let's use the Rebbe, the way he understands something, and to his Hasidim, it's a Be'inaroch that is totally different. Everyone's with me? Now, that is the normal Seder, that is the normal Seder Hishtalshulus. The normal Seder Hishtalshulus is the Mashpia has to block the majority of the information. And then the Makabal is able to receive it. So the question now comes out, what is the concept of a Yichud? We see it throughout all of Hasidus, throughout all of Kabbalah. We're constantly speaking about a concept called a Yichud of this and a Yichud of that. The Chiddush of a Yichud is that the Makabal is able to lift herself up to a level that she is what we call Panim upon him, face to face with the Mashpia. So instead of receiving the, quote-unquote, I'm going to use these words, a watered-down version, a yichud is that the mekabal is able to lift themselves up to such a level that now the information, that's the transfer, the interface that's happening is on a totally different level than what it normally is. That's the concept of what we talk about when we talk about yichudim. Throughout all of Kabbalah, we're constantly speaking about making yichudim. That is what a yichud is. So now when we say that the concept of making a yichud of ava, for example, a yichud of ava means usually chachma, in order to go into bina, you have to remove 99% of the light in order that bina should be able to figure out what's going on. The idea of a yichud of ava is that the bina goes all the way up to the level of where Chachma is in order to get a transfer of information, transfer of light, we'll call it whatever you want, transfer of energy, however you want to call it, on the level of Chachma. That's the concept of a Yichud. So you can imagine how different the Seder Ishtalshalus is when you have Yichudim. Yes? Is that clear? That's what we're talking about. That's what, according to Kabbalah, of what is happening during davening. During davening, we are making Yehudim in Atzilus. That's the objective. Now, 
the question that comes out, and we're going to end with this concept and with this idea. I'm just going to put it out there and we're going to deal with it tomorrow. The concept of what the question is that the Alter Rebbe, uh, that the Tzamosadik is going to ask here is that we're saying the Yichud that takes place during Kriyashma is a Yichud of Ava, right? Chachman Bina. And the Yichud that takes place during Shemona Esra is a Yichud of Zun. So seemingly it should be the other way around. Seemingly that we're going when we're going in our davening, we're going up level after level after level. Kriyishma is on a lower level than Shimon Esrei. So why is it that by the Kriyishma, that's where we're making a yichud of Ava, and by Shimon Esrei, that's where we're making a yichud of Zun? And that's what we're going to deal with in tomorrow's class. Mitzvah Shem. Wow. Season your.